type whatever you'd like. Also, if you're on the web, you can type in a question for Alex, and I will go ahead and read that to him, and he can answer that way. So, Alex, our topic this week was the problem is never the problem. Did you want to share something about that? Yeah, yeah, I would, Johanna. Great to hear your voice. The problem is never the problem. Um, this goes all the way back to my very first undergraduate psychology class. I go in not knowing what to expect. I'm not a psychology major at that time. And the professor, wise old, you know, psychologist professor, writes on the board, the problem is never the problem. And then turns around and says, okay, this is the first thing you need to know if you're thinking about going into counseling, that virtually 100% of the time when the person comes in and tells you what their problem is, the reason they are there, they are almost 100% of the time wrong. That is not the real problem. And that is not why they are there. And so your job as a therapist will be to educate them on what the real problem is because, you know, the odds of fixing it, if they don't even know what it is, aren't very good. And then leading them through a process that will help them fix that issue. And, and uh, I found that counseling doesn't do that a whole lot of the time either. But anyway, when I first heard that, I thought he was nuts. I mean, I, you know, a hundred years of counseling and therapy, and still people aren't educated enough to know what their real problem is. And by the way, why would they say that's the problem if it almost never is? But um, over the years, Johanna, I guess the next four, three, four, five, six years, as I went on and got my doctorate, did a year-long internship, all that sort of thing. Those words were proven true to me. That uh, not 100% of the time, but for sure in the 90s and maybe even the high 90s, what people will tell you is the reason uh, for their angst, the reason for their stress, the reason for their anger, the reason for the problems in their life. They're wrong. Those are not where that problem is coming from. And um, which is one of the great uh, uh, ironies or paradoxes uh, on planet Earth. It has to be. I mean, 99% of the time, and these are intelligent people, most of them, uh, it's really remarkable is what it is. But the real problem is usually, not 100% of the time, usually a relationship, all right, because the way we're wired in our brain and nervous system, if we are, if we are focused on love, either in a memory or an active relationship or in the present moment, it can cause the release of oxytocin and all the positive hormones, chemicals, thoughts, feelings. If we're focused on something fear-based and negative when our life is not in an emergency situation, it causes the opposite. Negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative chemicals, etc. So it's all about love versus fear. That's virtually any problem you can have in your life is about love versus fear. Well, there is no love outside the context of relationship. And 
Fear is an absence of love. So, even if you have no idea which relationship it's connected to, somewhere down there in your unconscious or subconscious, chances are there's a relationship memory or issue that is resonating a negative signal to your brain, and that is the source of your problem. When you go out in rush hour traffic and get all stressed out or go into road rage and you say the problem is the traffic, well, I can prove to you real quick that's not true because the person right next to them is not going into road rage. They're singing along with the radio and, and are not all stressed out. So if it was just that the circumstances will produce stress then it would do it in the other person too, or at least a high percentage. But that's not the case. The person who goes into road rage is programmed to go into road rage by, um, in their unconscious, subconscious, what Solomon called the spiritual heart, etc. So, I would highly recommend this week that you think about, okay, well, what would I say are my problems in my life, or things that I would like to go better if maybe you don't feel like you have any problems. And then, and then say, okay, uh, this, this, uh, this thing with traffic that I have, or with money, or with um, uh, this health issue I have, or whatever. What is my number one biggest negative emotion related to that? And then go back and see, okay, what relationship in my life has, has that, that negative emotion stands out as being a part of that relationship? And then work on that relationship. Even if it was, you know, a, a, a friend in the neighborhood when you were five years old. Or your mom or dad, of course, or, or siblings, or non-relatives, or the preacher, or the teacher, or whoever. Work on that, the memory of that relationship until that emotion is no longer bothering you. Then find another one, another relationship memory with that same uh, negative emotion. Work on that until it's not bothering you anymore, etc., 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 until... All the past ones you know of have been healed. None of them bother you anymore. Then focus on the traffic. But I bet there's a 75% chance you already will not be reacting negative in traffic without ever really addressing the traffic just by healing those relationship memories. Now, the, the variable is if the issue is from your ancestry. And for those, I would just simply uh, do a memory engineering, do a trilogy, do a rapid eye stress, and let your prayer be to heal all of the memories related to this that you don't know about. Whether when you were two years old, or in utero, or a birth trauma, or your great-great-great-grandmother and it's been passed down to you. And I believe that will happen as you work on that. But uh, that's what I, I would say is the practical application this week, is get a piece of paper out, write down all those memories related to what you would say your problems are in your life right now. 
work on those and see if those symptom issues don't get better. And, and, and the last thing is in that statement, the problem is never the problem. It doesn't mean that it's not a problem. Sure, the presenting symptom problem is a problem. And if you've got a way to work on that symptom, that's fine too. But it, it, it's not the problem. The problem is virtually always from the unconscious, the subconscious, your ancestry, your programming, a relationship, memory issue somewhere. Heal that, and the symptom usually takes care of itself. So, that's it for this week. Sure. Your number, okay, this person is in California, and your number is 1664, and your line is open. What question do you have? Hey, Dr. Alex, this is Glenn from your, your friend in West Hollywood. Hey, Glenn, how you doing today? Doing great. This last teaching was a bell ringer. Well, good. I, I, I never, never occurred to me, yeah, every traumatic event we go through usually is connected with somebody else. That's wow. right. Or, or, or it finds its meaning in the other people that are involved. Yes, yes, beautiful. I wanted to ask, wanted to ask you, um, I've been following you for a while, as you know, and I, I've got your books, and uh, I, uh, I, I study trilogy and, and have used the trilogy uh, in, my own, in my own healing practice, and I found sometimes it knocks it knocks it out. Sometimes it gets about 50% of it. So I, I wanted to ask you uh, uh, some advice. Should I, do you recommend me getting the follow-up course that you offer on the, on the, uh, the site? Or what would you recommend from somebody who's been a student of yours and uh, wants to go to the next step? Well, the next step, if you, if you want to work with other people, would be our practitioner training, or if you don't want to do all of that, just specifically our uh, trilogy training. You can be trained in just trilogy to work with other people. Or you can do the whole enchilada, which is our practitioner training, which we call uh, becoming a whole life coach. Where you're not just focused uh, like a lot of life coaches on one area, but the whole life. Mental, physical, spiritual, everything with multiple tools um, in, a, in a holistic way. So that's really up to you. You could do the trilogy just and become like certified in that. Or I would highly recommend becoming a whole life coach. Uh, I believe they're by far um, the most effective of any life coaches out there. Yeah, that fit perfect with you. The, the, the uh, additional training on the website, you know, you have your free trilogy training. Uh -huh. There's another course beyond that. Do you recommend uh, getting that to, to go further or a, a something else? Yeah, I absolutely do because um, in the free training, you do not get 
minute four and minute five. And I call minute five the miracle minute. And so I would absolutely do that because adding minute four and five to the three minutes uh, increases the effectiveness of the hull at least 50%. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johanna, give him our support uh, email, and then um, they will get you to the appropriate person uh, to answer your question. If that's me, they'll get it to me. If it's a coach, they'll get it to a coach, but absolutely. Johanna? Yeah, you can send in your questions. Thank you, Glenn. God bless you. Love you. So you want my two cents? Sure. Okay. Uh, first of all, you might think about changing your locks and things like that. Um, I, I've seen many situations that were once very uh, kind and considerate turn really, really ugly. Um, so you might think about changing your locks and stuff. Uh, you might take steps to get new keys. Uh, because you have no idea when or if she is coming back. Um, I would... Okay, okay. Well, then then I'm not sure. I guess if you don't have the money for that and you can't charge it or something, because I assume you need to use your car, um, and I guess you're at her mercy just waiting for her to come around or not, which is not a great situation. It, it doesn't sound like since 36 days is a pretty long time. Um, but I would also, um, you know, leave her a message if you can on her, on her phone, even if, you know, she won't pick up and talk to you. And, and I would speak the truth in love. All right. And you got to have both of those, not just one of them. Someone, so I don't even know if you had a phone. 
Okay, then I would pray for her that not only will she come back, but that uh, uh, she will feel love, joy, and peace, not anger or whatever it is that she's feeling now. And I would uh, pray for yourself, and I would do some healing work on yourself to reduce the stress and anxiety from this, okay? You may not be able to completely resolve it until something happens one way or the other, but you may be able to get yourself from like a, a, a negative 8 on a 0 to 10 scale to, you know, a negative 2 or 3, something that is much more manageable. Um, and, um, and if I were you, um, after 36 days and you still can't drive your car, uh, you know, you might alert the authorities and say, hey, this happened and I need my keys back. So that's my two cents. Yeah, so you might alert the authorities and say, hey, I need my keys back. This person borrowed my car, did not bring it back. It's been 36 days. I can't afford new ones. I need my keys back. Um, and see if they can help. Okay. But I would, I would do some healing work on yourself so that you could go through this uh, at least in more peace, if not in peace. Okay. And Johanna can help you with that in a minute. One thing I would recommend in light of what we're talking about today, I would say probably there's a good chance that the source of your resistance is some relationship issue that is inside you and unresolved, or it is, it is uh, a relationship issue or memory that has a good bit of negative in it. 
anger, irritation, unforgiveness, uh, sadness, something, okay? So I would um, uh, get a process in a minute from Johanna uh, in order to, for two things, and they can be in the same process. One is to try to help resolve the resistance, and secondly, to heal the source of the resistance, uh, whatever relationship issue that is. You may know, you may not know. I would say, okay, what is the biggest negative feeling I have from this resistance and not doing something I believe would help me, and then find an, a relationship issue, if you can, that has that same negative emotion. If not, I would pray that uh, if that's generationally inside you or unconsciously inside you, just from a time you can't remember, that it would be healed. But the, um, the kind of convincing yourself I would try on the resistance is, okay, resistance, the point of resistance is to not have something happen that you think will be unpleasant, which in this case would be doing the healing process itself. Well, reason with yourself that, hey, maybe there's a way I could spend just a few minutes, a little bit of time, and not have to deal with the resistance itself, which is way more unpleasurable than doing the thing. So at least you can try that and see if that can help you get yourself to do it a time or two. But that's what I would try. Well, you know, the deepest that I, the closest that I came to an answer, and I don't know if it's the complete one, was uh, my mother, uh, uh, and my mother lost her first child. Mm. And uh, there was a lot of fear. And sure. sense to me. So I would get a process from Johanna to address those issues you just spoke of at, as well as any that are unconscious to you as well as the current resistance to do something that might help you feel better. I would get one process to work on all of that. Thank you. You are very welcome. And Johanna, I'm going to have to bug out. I love you everyone. God bless. Thank you.